Hey, welcome to Big Blend Radio's third Tuesday. Go to Natchitoches show. Natchitoches is in Louisiana. It is one of our most favorite destinations. I know you all know it because I know when we talk to people, they're like, you're always going to that place in Louisiana. You're always talking about that place and I can't Uh pronounce it, but it's Natchitoches. And it's spelled N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S, but it's pronounced, so it's not Natchitoches. It's Natchitoches. It was founded in 1714, and it is actually the oldest French colony and the oldest, or I should say the original French colony and the oldest city in the state of Louisiana. And we're talking about a big blend of cultures. We're talking about good food, a lot of fun, uh, water areas. I've got Cane River Lake. Uh, You've got a historic downtown with uh, beautiful brick streets, which you don't see very much of anymore. An amazing university. Let's see. I said food, meat pies, a lot of festivals, a lot of events, and a ton of history. And so I encourage you to go to Natchitoches.com. Today, we're going to talk about all of those things because we're going to talk about one of the best events on the planet. It is the uh, 43rd annual Natchitoches NSU Folk Festival held at the university, Northwest University. And uh, we've got Arlene Gould here, as always. She is the executive director of the Natchitoches Convention and Visitor Bureau. So welcome back, Arlene. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me back on the show. And you know, Nancy and I love Natchitoches, and you know we love this festival. And we got to go in 2019, and um, we, we, we want to go this year. It's on the 22nd yeah. of July. Everyone, you got to go. We've also got Dr. Shane Rasmussen here. And he's been on the show a few times, and it's good to have you back. How are you, Dr. Shane? It's just wonderful to hear you guys again. It's the next best thing to seeing you, but, you know, we'd sure would love to. Maybe next year you can come on down. We will. I'm just so glad you guys are back doing it. I know because, you know, with the pandemic, that kind of ruined a lot of musical plans for a lot of people. But um, I love this year's theme, celebrating Louisiana's cultural gumbo, because I think that is Natchitoches, right? It is a cultural gumbo and you got good food. Um, so I love that. That's a that's a perfect theme. Are you guys excited to be back doing it? And you did it last year, right? It, it happened last year, as I recall. It's true. Too. It's true. In, in a way, our theme is the same as it is last year. It was last year, it was stronger together. You know, mm. in a sense, that is what we mean by Louisiana's cultural gumbo. We're, we're all in this pot together we're influencing each other and we're, we're taking the good and just mess moving it around. And, and it's just a neat experience to see everyone celebrate each other's cultures and also the shared culture that we have throughout Mm. Louisiana. I love it. And Arlene, that's the thing about Natchitoches, right? Is I always talk about you're the oldest city and people look at me and they're always, it's new Orleans. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're, you've also got no man's land and there's so many smaller outlying communities. And I think what's really good about this festival is you get to understand all these different cultures. And Arlene, so you must get a lot of people that come just for this festival to kind of get to understand the region a little bit better about when they're driving through an area on one of your amazing scenic or historic byways, um, that they understand the land and the people by going to this festival. Yes. You know, for 43 years, Northwestern State University has held a first-class festival to bring together uh, the culture, the music, um, you know, just 
a, a multitude and abundance of people bringing their skills and the things that we love the most, you know, uh, whether it's cooking or um, making things and um, dancing to music and all the fun stuff. But uh, yeah, Northwestern has done a great job bringing people together for 43 years for this wonderful folks festival uh, event. And one of the nicest things because it's been held, you know, in the air conditioned uh, Prather Coliseum on the campus of Northwestern University. You know, when you think of summertime, July in Louisiana, it gets kind of warm, but it's in the air conditioned. He's got three stages indoors uh, and the music is flowing, you know, all day long. Um, they also have the um, Louisiana uh, fiddle contest, you know, for the uh, state fiddle championship. And uh, so that's always fun to, to see and witness. And it's just a really good time to bring people together. And, um, you know, mm. we're always up for a fun time, right? That's, I agree with that. Well, what's, uh, when you talk about the diversity of what, um, what you can experience at the festival, I, I know Nancy and I just, we were amazed at, like, even the food. Next thing you know, we were having, I think we were having Indian tacos, meat pies, and Around the corner, there was someone doing like traditional smoking barbecue. And I'm like, okay, like I know Louisiana has good food, but there was, a, it was just like you could eat all kinds of things you didn't know, you know even existed. And going into well, the craft this hall year, was all this different. Year, yeah. Well, and it's fun because this year there's actually a gumbo cook off. <laughs> so we yep. oh, that. See? <laughs> oh, I know. Now you guys will come on off. down. <laughs> Come on down and join us, and I'll let you be judges. Oh, see, that would be cool. That would be cool because doesn't the gumbo, like, now that is part of the craft and the folk traditions is gumbo, right? And is it going to be different? Sure. Like, when you would, would it be different in Natchitoches versus New Orleans or different than what they would do in Lafayette? Or is this, like, celebrating all of Louisiana's flavors when it comes to gumbo? You know, I you're, think you're it's exactly all of Louisiana's right. flavors. Yeah, and it yeah. does. It varies from different parts of the state, but it's all good, all of it. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, some people, they have the seafood gumbo, you know, with the crab, and uh, oh, it's so good. But other times, you know, I personally, I like a chicken and sausage gumbo, but, mm. you know, you could put duck, turkey, game, you know, it, really, there's, uh, the, you know, the, the sky's the limit, and that there's a lot of different things you can put into gumbo that people don't realize. I mean, you know, I, I, some folks, you know, uh, and, and uh, you know, down in Eunice, for example, they'll put that dollop that of uh, potato salad in the middle of their gumbo bowl. Really? You know, and, uh, and not everyone, yes, not everyone does it, but it can be so good. And other people in, around the state kind of look at, you know, look at that like, what are they doing? I never heard of that. But it's all awesome. Wow. So this we is... just want to. I grew up putting a dollop of potato salad. If if my mom made really? potato salad and gumbo, heck yeah, I put some in the bowl and I just kind of had it all together. And I even like okra in my gumbo. Oh yes, oh Ooh. yeah, I love okra. Ooh, well yeah, I, now that, I know that okra, is Louisiana. Mm. <laughs> okra can be an acquired taste for some folks. They they, they see it as slimy or something like that. I personally like it. Um, and also, uh, kind of off the topic, there is nothing better. Then is some really good fried okra dipped in ranch. Oh my heck, that will just knock yeah. your socks off. <laughs> yeah, that's how I like okra. Like it, yeah, if deep fried. And listen, fried food is fantastic, and Louisiana does it well. Whether it's at a gas station eatery, 
um, you know, and or going to a restaurant, you guys know how to fry food and do it. I don't know what you guys are putting in the oil there, but no other state does fried food like you Top guys secret. do. Top secret. Yeah, it is. It is. There's something good. But I think this is fantastic that you're doing a gumbo cook-off for people to learn things like, oh, yeah, potato salad being in there. But the seafood, I know that that's a huge deal. And um, but one of I was reading about the entries, um, how they're going to be judged. And one part of it is about the roux. And that's something that maybe um, those of us who don't live in Louisiana won't really think of, unless you're really, you know, a lot of people who cook will know what a roux is, but roux is really like when I think it's French and, and Louisiana cooking, I think of like a roux. And now you're going to judge the roux, not the kangaroo, but the roux with a U and an X. <laughs> not the kangaroo, no. And the roux no. is really the heart of the gumbo in a lot of ways. A lot of people consider the roux the most important element. Ah, I mean, see? If it's a, yeah. if it's a rich, awesome. I mean, I like, I like a rich dark roux personally and, oh, it can just be so good. And it melts everything together. And the way also that it coats over the rice mm. is really, I mean, that just makes the mouth feel so good. It, this is so funny because we just, um, I think we were doing an interview and I started talking about Louisiana and of course, talking about Natchitoches and we were, uh, we were talking about areas and Actually, yeah, it's um show coming up, our big weekly blend with Joey Stuckey, a musician, um, incredible musician. He's the official music ambassador of Macon, Georgia. And then I started talking about Louisiana and we were talking about actually your festival. And <laughs> just talking about this on the show and everyone was coming up in a couple of weeks, but um, and I started talking about rice and Boudin, and we were, you know, talking about all of it. And and he's like, What do you mean rice? I said, Well, there's a town called Rice. He goes, Why is there a town called Rice? And I'm because Louisiana is known not only for seafood <laughs> and, you know, oil and outdoors and boudin and meat pies like in Natchitoches, but rice and sugarcane are part of the agricultural, you know, crops. And, you know, and I think that is something as, as a bird watcher, but I don't know what I'm doing as a bird watcher, just to be clear, amateur bird watcher. I do know if you go out in the rice, the rice paddies or the rice fields, you will see some, you know, wetland birds. And so I think that's also the other part of gumbo is actually understanding the food that is grown and, you know, and that comes like the seafood and everything that comes from Louisiana and, and rice is it is a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm yeah, a lot of the rice, a lot of the rice uh, fields that, you know, where they grow uh, here in Louisiana, they double up and also use those fields because it takes water. And, you know, they also use that for crawfish ponds. Yep. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I uh, see, this is how you yeah. guys get all you these extra flavors. Okay. So that's how you get all these extra flavors in there. So this is good. <laughs> so the food is really good. I'm, I'm digging this. I'm also um, really digging the fact that Ed Huey is going to be there. Um, he was on our show a few years ago, and he's going to be teaching, right, uh, Ed Huey? You know, he's going to do workshops. Exactly. He's doing a harmonica workshop. And how he's going to do that, you know, it's kind of he's going to emphasize a little bit of the beginners. But he, we have 50 free honer harmonicas that we're going to be giving away. So the participants in the workshop will have something to play and take home with them right there. Oh, so, that's cool. and, You know, this is... <laughs> Yeah, isn't that neat? It's made possible. I mean, you know, there are there are donors all around the state and even outside the state. Um, there are businesses that, that that come and help us, you know, like Clico and things like that. And uh, but also, 
I mean, there's, a, there's so many, like, you know, folks that came out of the woodwork to help us. I mean, the National Endowment for the Arts, for example, the Lincoln mm. Endowment for the Humanities, the Shreveport Regional Arts Council, the Jazz and Heritage Folk Festival Foundation, the Canterbury National Territoria, the Natchitoches Historic Disability Commission, and, of course, Arlene's very yes. own Natchitoches Paris Tourism Bureau and the Lizana of the Tourism. These folks are, they really help us keep alive the festival so much. And let us not forget to thank, this is NSU's festival. This is NSU's gift to the people of Louisiana. And they do that because NSU believes in traditional culture because it's everyone's culture. Mm -hmm. Traditional folk culture is diversity. It is the lifeblood of what diversity and inclusion is because I don't want to live in a world without gumbo. I don't want to live in a world without jambalaya mm -hmm. and Cajun music and, you know, yeah. uh, you know, if I had to live in Natchitoches, but there were no more Natchitoches meat pies, I don't know if it'd be uh -uh. the same. I know it no. wouldn't be the same. Well, this, so, this is what I was talking know, about on the show the other day with Joey was that Louisiana as a state has kept its roots, its traditions. And I remember at the festival that there was some Zydeco music and they're adding some hip hop and all kinds of stuff, which I love because they're carrying the torch, but at the same time, keep the roots going. But you guys have kept your integrity as a state. Natchitoches has kept the integrity of the history and sharing the stories and preserving the history. But interpreting it and going to festivals like this, it, it's I know you're a professor, Dr. Shane, and you know that if you just sit and talk at someone in a classroom, it doesn't work. But going to a festival where you can participate, hear the music, see demonstrations. Like, you know, I learned how how broom making was done years ago. I had no idea I was going to yeah. have a class on that, but I did. And I have now, I don't look at a broom. Like, I'm I'm much kinder and nicer to my broom, especially around Halloween. <laughs> but, you know, but, but it's, but that's, that's, um. I, I think you, you're exactly right. I think those you know, festivals. I, yeah. A lot of us live our lives a little bit vicariously now, you know, I mean, you know, live events like this one kind of have to compete with YouTube and Netflix mm -hmm. and everything else, because everything is, we could just get it at the push of a button. You know, I can listen to what I want up with Spotify or Pandora.com or whatever. And, you know, that has its place. It's fine. But it is not the same. Mm -mm. You know, it, when you get into the festivals and you and, and you see Terry Hubel up there and he gets his fiddle and he starts playing and you hear and you see the, the expertise, but also the passion by which he's playing and you hear that live music and you don't control it. You can't just hit click to get the new, you know, the, the next song or whatever. You, ha you experience it. And then you realize that, hey, what are these people doing? They're getting up and dancing because this is meant to be experienced. And you then feel that you're a part of it. And your applause makes what it, he does give that back to him. And pretty soon he's got that energy and he's drifting it back. And he's getting off the stage and getting into the audience with his fiddle. And he's talking to people and playing and singing. That's the kind of energy and live, just wonderful folk experience, traditional experience that you can't get on the radio. Radio is great in my car, but when I go on something awesome, I'm going to go to a live event like this one. And it is so cheap. $10 for all day, children, Good 12 plug. and under free. Good plug. Yeah. I love that. That was well done. No, but that's, but $10 is nothing compared to what you are experiencing because there's so much music, so many different crafts, so many demonstrations, there's seminars, there's workshops. I mean, 
I couldn't believe what we experienced. And, and Arlene, you've been on the show over the years and Arlene uh, talking about it. And then we went, and I was like, I don't want to go back to the hotel. I'm going to be here till the end. And we were there till the end, weren't we, Arlene? All the way. <laughs> and did you wake me up early in we the morning? Were, we, were <laughs> like, we were like, we didn't want to miss anything. <laughs> no, we closed the town down. But no, it was for the Coliseum. We were there to the end. But, um, you know, one of the things that I... I I want to talk about the musicians and everything, but I think, and I know the, the schedule is still a little tentative on this. Um, you have all of these um, sessions where people are doing like a workshop. And I mean, I remember Tab Benoit um, was on um, on the, you know, that's where he performed. He was your headliner in 2019, but then he also did a speaking engagement talking about the health of water and, you know, what, for Louisiana as a state and, and the environmental um, issues. And I thought that, wow, this is really cool. We're, we're going everywhere with this. So those informative <laughs> sessions that you have, I think that's really cool too, because it, it was open for people to learn, but then also have discussions. And that's what I thought was amazing to see, that people could be part of solutions or part of learning about something, you know, not just sitting, you know, you listen and learn, but there's, I don't know. It was fun. You have good people. Well, and it's and speaking of the narrative sessions this year on the schedule, I see that they're doing a session on the juke joints and the dance halls, oh. and that's always interesting because oh it kind of talks about all the old, you know, clubs where they have these circuit, you know, these circuits where these musicians just kind of, you know, went around the state and played at all these different places, and so. That's always a good one. And then, of course, there's um, uh, Marty Young. He's from he's a professor, a history professor from Shreveport. And he comes in and they do uh, blacksmith in demonstrations. And so he'll be talking about traditional blacksmithing and using some of the old tools and showing, you know, people and talking to people about how, you know, um, they did this and then you've got your Cane River Creoles that'll be talking about coffee and tea cakes and quilting. Tea cakes. You know? Listen, it's just, tea it's, cakes. It's just a variety of things. Blues no. music and you tea got cakes. the Choctaw Apache group, you know. That's awesome. And it's just all kind of good stuff. And that's something yeah, else the Native American heritage is brought into this because that's something I think people forget about Louisiana at times is the very strong Native American culture. And I remember meeting a lady at the festival last year and she um, she was doing basket making and weaving and she sold out uh -huh. within two hours or something crazy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, mm -hmm. and we I sat and talked with her and she was saying that her dad, I believe it was her dad or grandfather, worked with Congress and actually to document the alphabet of their tribe. And she said there's only 600 left in their tribe, which is mind blowing when you think about it. And here we were talking mm -hmm. to her. I'm going, you're one of the 600. Like, can I have your autograph? <laughs> You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't, you know, I'm not me. I'm not right, being, right. You know, flippant about this. I, I think. No, 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 no. No, this is really something but, special. But to have that encounter, you know, to yeah. be, to be with that person, to be able to talk to them, to see, you know, you go into the festival and it's not just people selling their things. It's they're working on their, on their, their craft right there in front of you. And they're answering questions about how it works and, and, and why they do what they do the way they do it. So, and we have that Hall of Crafts, I think we've provided over 70 this year. And these are genuine traditional crafts and they are great. We mm -hmm. just, you know, it's from nine to five in the main hall. 
And so, you know, with of course you have, they still have, like you said, the music with the three stages and it's everyone from like the Jambalaya Cajun band to from Mississippi. We have, you know, we're talking about the blues music. We, uh, from Bentonia, Mississippi is, uh, Jimmy Duck Holmes is going to be coming. And I mm. think it's the first time he's been at the festival and, you know, he's going to be playing his Delta blues or, you know, for example, also for the first time we have the Russell Welch hot quartet with Aurora Neeland. And it is amazing. If they play the old time, new Orleans, Django Reinhardt traditions Ooh. and it is, Oh my heck. It's a, if you have never seen it, it will be a wonder to behold. When people come to this festival, they come back. Mm, I, I know. Cause once you go like it, you, because, and here's the other thing is that you may not know that you like that kind of music or that it even exists. Right. And that's the thing you go in. It's like, wow, this is, this is super, super cool. I want to know about homegrown tomatoes. I want to know about <laughs> them. Cause that's like the coolest name ever. Yeah. They I are like a really cool group that, that that's uh George Darvis. And it's a bluegrass group and they are just a real, they're a hoot to see and they are doing it for, they, they just, I frankly think they just do it because they love it. They mm-hmm. love the music, the, 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 the people's response to it. And they play the old time, old style bluegrass. And it is, it is neat. Um, mm-hmm. We also have the Rusty Matoire and the Zydeco Crush. And we got some line dancing that people can do. You know, we got the two dance floors. One is the big dance floor for the Cajun dancing and the waltz dancing, but we have a second dance floor for the line dancing so that the people that are waltzing don't have to look behind them, you know, because, you know, sometimes, you you know, the line dancers are moving and the Cajun dancers are moving. We don't want them to, to conflict, you might say, and trip <laughs> over each other. We don't so want we a traffic jam. Two different dance floors. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Is Rusty Matoire, now is he related to the Matoires of Melrose Plantation? That I don't know. That's a good question. I know he has he has relations on the cane. I do know that he because I talked but, to him about but that. But I think he's from the Lafayette or Opelousas area, correct? I think he comes from he, South he's from Lake Charles. But he does have Lake Charles. I knew it was somewhere south. But yes, uh, he does have relatives here on Cane River. So he's probably one of those Matoire descendants relatives, and you know, so oh. um, yeah. I know we still get comments from the uh, Melrose Plantation interview we did. Um, we still get people emailing like I'm related this, this, that, and who, what, and where. And I'm like, it's never <laughs> ending. It's and Mr. Yeah. Elvin Shields still gets a lot of comments about, you know, his, is he going to show his plantation toys this year? Is he part of that? You or, know, he I, will. I know he can't. As long be. as Elvin Shields is living in Natchitoches <laughs> alive, we're going to have him there. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I know. Cause he knows how to cook too. That's the other thing. He knows how to cook. I, so. I was just talking. Well, in fact, last time, when we did it, I think it was 2017, we did the last gumbo cook-off, and Mr. Shields took the grand champion for the, uh, took the ribbon home for his gumbo. <laughs> and he oh. has committed to to once again make that gumbo, so we'll see if he can hold on to the uh, title. It's on. The competition it's on. will be fierce. Yes, I like this. I like this. So the, the music, though, I, I mean. I know that two of the, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going, I was looking well, at the music. Two. Go ahead. <laughs> Talk about a good traffic jam. But I know, I know that two of the Dutch oven cookers are, are already invested and they're going to be doing their gumbo cook off too. So we have at least three in the competition. Folks, if you hear this and you want to be a part of it, there is no entrance fee for the competition. So, you know, you, you want to, you want to take part, 
just come on over and you can take part and and uh, you you can see if you can win the spoon. The spoon. That, that's true. That, that's yeah. Well, if you can win that gumbo spoon, that's that's bragging rights. You know, <laughs> you hold you that up, up and everyone knows. You have to go up against Elvin, though. You you're gonna. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you're gonna have That's to go true. against Elvin, and Elvin is not gonna want to be taken down with that. Like he, uh-uh. <laughs> no. That's right. That's right. He's not going down no, easy, huh? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But I love this is so much fun, and I love that you're putting so much of the food in there. What I think is interesting is all these dance lessons, and that um, people are going to be out there, but um, that you also have Louisiana Czech. Heritage dancers. Now I know that we had the Pisanki, uh Nicole, who did the Pisanki and her and her husband, eggs, uh, showing the eggs. But now, I mean, who started the heritage dancing? The Czech heritage dancers. Did she start that, or who, who, what, and where? Well, that is a good question because it actually, uh, you know, because David Holcomb, you know, he's he's not actually yeah. he, he spent time over overseas. And he learned the Czech dancing, and he he and his wife just loved it so much. And they they got involved, and there was a teacher that was really rigorous that came in to, te- to teach all the Czech artist dancers. And she was just an iron-fisted person who who was very serious about it. And she whipped them into shape. And they're continuing their tradition. Uh, David was you know up here one time at NSU, and there were all these anthropologists and folklorists, and he was talking about the tradition. And then he was really candid. He said at the end, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not Czech. Is this mm-hmm. okay what I'm doing? And and they and the folklorist said unanimously, look, you've you've been accepted by this community. You're a part of this community. They like what you do. You're 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 helping keep it alive. The dancers are dancing as a group. You're good. Yeah. And but, uh, they, they didn't carry on the love. I think, and, and also that, you know, they're part of the community. And so that is part of yep. this is keeping these, because those eggs, man, those eggs are special. Every, uh, every Christmas, every Easter, I air her interview about the eggs uh, from the festival that we did. And um, it's because people, you know, and I think right now too, for people to understand the Czech culture, um, especially with what's happening with this war in Ukraine and, and everywhere, just to kind of get a glimpse of, you know, who the people are and where they come from, you know, and their heritage is give some softness to things and some understanding of people. So I think that's well, the other good thing about this. One of the neat things about the festival is that you get there and you see all the different communities, whether it's the Creole community or the Cajun community with the Czech, like you mentioned, or, or for example, we got the Choctaw Apache of Ebarb yeah. dance troupe, the Sunshine Dance Troupe. They're gonna they're gonna have their drum and their traditional dancing, um, and so you know you have all these different folks, and they're all part of that party. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's whether it's it's Hugh Harris doing the Hank Williams tribute or Los Rancheritos de la Sierra doing their traditional you know Mexican songs. You know, and they're gonna be there this year. You know, it's it's we. What I do is, I, I, uh, me and the Folk West Center staff and folks that we work with, like anthropologist Pete Gregory, we look around the state oh, and I we try Pete. to we stay current. Yeah, with uh, me too. With wh- who's doing what? Who's doing something that's awesome? And every year it's so hard because there's so many people we want to invite. Um, mm. th- so, and, and we only have so much room. This year, for, I, I, you know, for the first time, the Broussard Family Jure Group is coming. And they do the traditional Creole African American jure. It is amazing. So wow. 
we want to invite people to see it. If, they, if you're thinking, what's jury music? Come to the festival and you will find out. I love this. I, I'm, this, I didn't know about that at all. I didn't know because I just I'm letting you pronounce everything because I can't pronounce anything in Louisiana <laughs> unless I'm there and I go through a drive through daiquiri place. Then I can pronounce everything <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But now what about Gal Holiday and the Honky Tonk Review? I mean, that sounds like a good, you know, a good band. You've got a Jambalaya Cajun band. I mean, come on. This is fun. That sounds well, like there, there's good- some of the some of the more popular folks that we've had in the past. And, you know, Gal Holiday. Uh, Vanessa Neiman has been playing in New Orleans with that band uh, for years and years. And she is just incredibly, you know, she's been called the kind of the, the punk rock Patsy Cline. And she cool. plays all the old songs, but she plays them with an indelible energy that people love. And mm. it, like the Jumbley Occasion Band, they are dance bands. They're bands that they're not meant to be sitting in your upright chair with your, you know, mm. your your top button buttoned and you, you sit down and listen to difficult music. This is music you're meant to go and get up and move to. And people mm. are going to do that and they're going to love it. There is no sitting Gal down Holiday in Louisiana. Was actually, um, <laughs> Gal Holiday was inducted into the um, Hall of Master Folk Artists the same year that Tab Benoit uh, oh. was inducted. Yep. What was that, 2019? Yep. yep. I remember wow. they were inducted in the same year. Yeah. Nice to have her back. You know, it's, it's it's generous of her to to join us again. You know, I mean, the festival is something that's really for everyone. You know, when you go to Disneyland and you go, okay, we have a day. What do we do? Because we do this one thing. It's really great. We can't do this other thing at the same time. Mm. And that's, you know, you kind of have to make those choices because, you, when you're at the Hall of Crafts looking at the, all the wonderful things that are offered, well, over on the side stage, you're going to have some Mexican band playing some songs that are just amazing. And if you listen to it and you're there, the, the hair in your arms are going to rise up. But if you're if you're not there, you're all if you go over and listen to that, then you're not going to be in that narrative session with Jimmy Duck Holmes as he's sitting there with his guitar playing songs in a room of 30 people taking questions. And you're right there listening to this amazing, you know, he owns, he owns the oldest juke joint in America that's, in, that's still running. Yes. Where, where and is it? it is, it's in Bentonia, Mississippi. And he, he's just a force of nature. I mean, he, he can command, he has that command authority of the kind mm-hmm. of artist that has given his life for his craft and also his lived mm-hmm. those songs. And you mm-hmm. know it and you hear it and you just go, wow. Yeah, no, no. And and the history of the juke joints, Arlene's taking us out. And, you know, you think about you, Arlene, you always tell us like, you know, Fats Domino came out here. And then you go over to the country music museum that you have. And in, in, it's in Robeline, right? Um, uh, Arlene, yeah, at the uh, Rebel State Park. Yeah. yeah, the Rebel State Park. You go in there and you start hearing about the Louisiana Hayrides. And, you know, we've been to places like Gladewater, Texas, where, you know, Elvis went and then they're like, no, we went to Louisiana. And then we're like, wait a minute. We've actually now started to do this path. And that's pretty darn cool when you start going to these places. That's what I'm saying. If you can get out and go do it as best you can, because it's really neat when you hear about the Louisiana. I didn't quite get it. I was like, what is a bunch of people sitting on hay playing hee-haw? Like, is Buck Owens going to come <laughs> out? Like, right, I, didn't get, right. I, you know, I didn't know what I, I really listen, man. I grew up in Africa. I didn't know what this was about. 
and now you know so now like going and and learning about it it's to me it's you know we had linda gail lewis on our show from louisiana um jerry lee lewis's sister and we of course talked about that you know we're you know, we can't help it. Um, <laughs> we start piecing the music puzzle together. And I think I told her about the festival on the show too. It's just because again, I mean, we're all talking, we're all like giddy up. It's so exciting. We're all very passionate about it. Cause if you go, you'll get exactly what we mean. It is so, it is vibrant. It's exciting. And you're learning and you're just falling in love with different crafts that you didn't know existed. Um, I remember people painting on knives, people carving knives, like all kinds of stuff that I'd never, you know, seen before. Um, but when you do this music map that does go from Texas, I keep threatening to do a, a Southern music show just because of this, but it goes like from <laughs> East Texas to Natchitoches. To, of course, we got New Orleans and everything too. You've got, you know, going into Mississippi, I find it fascinating. And then even just having the pathway going to Chicago, now I'm going to start a whole new radio show. So. I have to watch myself. You guys have like the coolest job in the world, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we have to come see Arlene and come see you guys. And then we're like, we don't want to go back on the road. We just want to stay here. It's fun. <laughs> but we do. We love it because that's what I'm saying. When you get out and go places. And what I love about what Louisiana is doing, this um, marker uh, series, we you know this heritage marker in African-American culture. Like, I, didn't you guys just do a buddy guy one? Um Buddy Guy, one of the best guitarists on the planet. He is like the man. Um, I think you guys. I in, think that, in, is that the one that's in? I think that's the one that's in Letworth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. And then it's it's connecting to Chicago and his music there. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he is into like, the into yeah. the music, the blues trail for, for yeah, the blues trail for Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, we've got some we've got some good things going on, don't we? Between the food and the music and you know the crafts, it's just you know it's all good. You know what I want to do is I want to make a music map and we'll put Natchitoches in the middle with the festival and kind of do these lines <laughs> of where people, because there are pathways. I mean, mm-hmm. even yeah. El Camino Real de los Tejas, that is a pathway that was started, you know, the Spanish, the, the, the Royal Road. So the music was traveling in ancient times, you know. Right. Well, I always did say that all roads lead to Natchitoches, right? Whether it's uh, El Camino Real or No Man's Land or Jefferson Highway or the That's Holiday right. Trail yeah. of Lights. See? You know? See? She, she's got it. She's got it. We obviously love uh, it, right? Agreed. <laughs> we all love it. <laughs> so, um, everyone, what we're going to do is put a link to uh, the university website where you can see everything. They also post everything up on Facebook. So watch for that too. The link to Natchitoches.com. All of it will be in our show notes. We'll also put it up on blendradioandtv.com. Watch for it coming out in the big weekly blend magazine. Uh, So go, go, go. I'm serious. Like it will change. It just, it'll change your life, you know? And it's not so over, as much as there's so much there to experience, it's not one of those festivals where you get lost and mm-hmm. you, and you know it's it's a it's cozy it's down home you know and it's comfortable and yeah. welcoming right. and friendly and fun it's family friendly all ages when when dr shane you're talking about people getting up on the dance floor i saw all ages up there together which was beautiful too yes yeah you know that's everyone is invited to this party yeah dude go party well thank you both for joining mm-hmm. us here on big blend radio everyone uh, every third tuesday we're here with arlene uh, our go to natchitoches show here's another good reason to go right so again the date is july 22nd 2023 the 43rd annual natchitoches nsu 
Book Festival. Thank you so much, Dr. Shane. It's been a pleasure to talk with you again. We missed you. <laughs> I miss you too, guys. Thank you so much. Your enthusiasm for culture is just what we need. Ah, oh, it is, but it, you know, that's why I keep saying, go to Natchitoches. As Arlene said, <laughs> all roads go to Natchitoches, right? Thank you. No, we love it. We love it. And we love what Natchitoches does. And I think there's something always special about a university town too, that keeps, um, keeps education flowing, no matter what age you are, but they do it in a fun way. And uh, I encourage people to go to the university when you go to town, um, when you go to Natchitoches, because there's cool museums there. That's where we met uh, Mr. Gregory, and um, he he opened our mind and eyes to just kind of the timeline of history that I didn't quite grasp. He he really kind of um, got got us to understand Louisiana as a state. And I also encourage people to go on the walk that the Cane River National Heritage Area uh, puts together. It's a free uh, walking tour of the downtown. And then, of course, go to all these historic sites like Melrose Plantation, Cane River Creole National Historical Park, uh, all of those places, and uh, Grand Accor. And I hear that you have a new visitor center opening up soon, Arlene, that people are going to want to go do, to We do. The, well. National Park, the National Park uh, Service is working on transforming our 1927 train depot that's here in the historic district it's going to become the national park um, visitor center and it should be open i would hope maybe between october and december of this year so we awesome. might have a chance to visit it that would be awesome oh. Ooh. <laughs> planning we're planning we're planning awesome thank you so much arlene thank you dr shane you guys take care and have thank fun at the guys. festival thank you thank you take so care. much take care